Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. The biggest news is that we're hosting a major fall warehouse sale. So while we make room for a ton of new products, you get to save 30% on so many of my favorite things. Some of my personal picks include the softest sweaters by Paris Chalet, luxurious everyday jewelry by Jennifer Miller. I'm wearing her earrings right now and skincare products by the best in the business, Nurse Jamie. I know these products are going to sell out so fast, so don't wait. Head to curator.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com to access the fall warehouse sale and use code warehouse30 through October 31st to get your hands on some of my must-haves for an extra 30% off. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their most incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have a friend, a supermodel, supermom, and businesswoman, Miranda Kerr. She was the first ever Australian Victoria's Secret angel, and now she's created her own incredible organic skincare line called Cora Organics. I am a super fan of her and Cora. I am so excited to speak with Miranda about her childhood, her rise to fame, her skincare line, and so much more. So let's get started. Working mom life. Oh my God. I'm so happy to see you. I'm going to see you a lot. So Climbing in Heels, I actually started this podcast because I have so many incredible women in my life, as do you, and we have we are surrounded by just the most badass women that are doing kind of like everything. I find it, you know, I always get asked, like, how do you balance it? How do you balance it? You make it look so easy. And, you know, and I know nothing about this is easy. <laughs> nothing about this is easy. Nothing about this is effortless. So, I mean, I've known you for so many years, but the best thing about doing this podcast for me is I get to talk to so many people that I know so well for so long, but I think when you meet people in your adult life, you actually don't know the sort of before, right? And you don't know all the amazing things that brought them to where they are now. And it's like, I know you as, oh my God, Miranda Kerr, she's this, she's that, she's this amazing person, super mom, supermodel, all the things, but like, I think it's important to kind of share with our listeners how it happened. And also, I think it's very important sort of to know what you were like as a kid because you started working at 13. I wanted to work at 13. If my parents had said, okay, you don't have to do school anymore. You can just start your life. I definitely would have done that for sure. Oh, but I I had to, my parents made sure that I graduated school. Oh, yeah. The modeling, you know, I won this modeling competition when I was 13 because a friend of mine entered myself and her in this competition. And at the time, you know, I was being raised in this little country town in Australia. And um, literally there's like 10,000 people in the town. And I grew up like riding horses and motorbikes and climbing trees and just being quite a tomboy. Mm-hmm. 
I can't. The fact that you ride motorbikes, the only reference I have is Halloween last year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. But that somehow that look actually looked natural on you. It looked like you could totally like jump on a bike or go to outer space or something. Yeah, my dad um, actually used to kind of race motorbikes competitively and my brother was never really into it. So I became like, you know, my dad kind of taught me how to ride bikes, but it was always dirt bikes. Like, obviously, I'm not really riding motorbikes on the road. (laughs) Just dirt bikes um, on the farm. But also as a child, I was a gymnast, you know, growing up in this small little country town. I wanted to do ballet, but that wasn't available. But they did have a really great um, gymnastic centre in this little town I grew up called Gunnedah. And I remember like wanting to compete. I was like, I want to go to the Olympics for gymnastics. That was like my goal as like a little girl. My God. And um, I used to just absolutely love it. But what happened is as I was growing and becoming longer, <laughs> it was harder to do the flips. So right. like, like, like that when I was I guess I must have been six when I started gymnastics. I can't remember what age I was, but I was state champion at one point, And I just absolutely loved it uh, doing gymnastics. I can see you doing this. And were your parents like dedicated to it? Did they take you out? Like they were, they were so into it. I mean, my mom and dad, they actually worked a lot. Like they had me when my mom was maybe 18 when she gave birth to me. I don't know. I mean, she was young. young. She's still with my dad now. Young. So my grandparents pretty much raised me like because my parents were working really hard. They started their own business. They, you know, they that's kind of where I got my work. I was going to say, yeah, okay. And then I learned so much from my grandma about the, you know, being a mother and nurturing and cooking and like, so it's like really interesting balance that I have from my parents that was so focused on, business and succeeding and then having my grandmother who was purely just devoted to kind of like mothering and nurturing and and it was really nice and I I feel so grateful for my childhood and I grew up um, in the country town but what I had as well was the support system of my aunts and uncles and cousins so great and so having that and having that kind of family and everyone like that everyone would get together at my grandma's house like every day so it was my cousins and I kind of just growing up with each other and and we didn't grow up with very much money like my parents bought the cheapest house in one of the smallest towns in Australia but they bought this house and then they renovated it and even like as children we watched them working on it and like making it beautiful and making it homey and it taught me a lot I think about the importance of like work ethic and saving your money and you know, and family being, and family. Yeah, for sure. Family being everything. And it is amazing because I think, you know, whenever I meet women that have young mothers that had had their children very young, I think, well, first of all, very often the, the grandparents are very, very involved because it's like, think about, it. I mean, when I think about myself at 17 or 18, yeah, I can, <laughs> no, No. And I, you know, and I have some friends. I mean, we have some friends that have had a child at 17 or 18 and then had another one at like 35 or 39 or 40. I have so many questions about that. Like, how is it the second time, you know, are you a better mother now or is it different and how do you approach it? And 
I don't know, but I do think that that really shapes you, as you said, sort of how you go about your life. So you clearly had a work ethic. You clearly had like the values and I'm sure a desire for a family Mm -hmm. your whole life. Also on top of that, my mom would always say this thing to me and she said, if you're going to do something, do it properly or don't do it at all. So like give it your hundred percent or don't bother doing that. And that's what I do with everything, whether I'm washing the dishes, uh, creating a product for Cora, whether I was doing a photo shoot, whether I'm, you know, changing a diaper, I'm like, I'm like, well, going to give it my all or I'm not going to bother. No, a hundred percent. And I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, but I do think that's a very common thread with the amazing women that I speak to on this podcast, because I don't think you can be as successful as you are in so many things if you just kind of start, stop, start, stop, because it's a lack of follow through. And actually for me, that's, that's been a huge sort of peeve of mine with either guys I dated before Roger or even yeah. honestly, friends that just would like start at something and stop, start at something and stop and then dream about the next thing, start it. No, I'm bored next. Right. And, you know, and I, and I say it to my kids, the same exact thing that your mom said is like, I will never be upset if you're trying your best. It's not about yeah. the grade you get, but just do it a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So then, so you go off, you, you win this modeling competition, right? Mm-hmm. At 13. I can't even imagine because a, you still look 13. you I'm sure you hear that all the time though you have such a baby face which um is one of your many gifts but I think we can thank your parents for that one we can thank my dad for my round yes and it's (laughs) it's the best and I think the thing about you that I've always been so impressed by is that there's just so much to you like I feel like you just peel back the layers of Miranda and it's just like yes she's this beautiful but like there's so much there and you're doing so many things. And I think for me, I want to understand your life as a model a little bit because you obviously still do it to some extent, but you went so beyond that. Well, I never expected modeling to last as long as it did. I saw it as like a short lived mm-hmm. opportunity to travel the world and meet creative people and save a bit of money. Yeah. I was like, of course. And I remember saying to my dad, like, I was like, dad, I don't even know if I want to be doing this like this is not like my passion right and I knew that health and wellness was my passion because at a young age my mom was diagnosed with cancer in her spleen and so as a family we really got deep into health and wellness and we realized that there were so many products that we were using at home that contained unnecessary um, chemicals yeah. like everything that you put on your skin is going straight into your bloodstream you know, what products we were using on our hair, um, obviously like fragrance Mm -hmm. as well, Um, along with like the cleaning products at home, obviously what you're eating. But we had to look at our whole like kind of life from a 360 perspective. And it was at that point that I got really passionate about health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And it actually was quite a blessing because that's what was my anchor throughout my crazy travels as a model, kind of going back to that 360 degree uh, approach on health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, I even after I finished school, before I started modeling full time, because, you know, as I said, I started, they found me when I was 13, but I would only ever work on school holidays. I never let it interfere with school. Right. 
But then after finishing school, um, I wanted to obviously travel, but then study at the same time. So I studied this course in Australia via correspondence um, on nutrition and health psychology, which was great. And then I was, you know, traveling and whatnot. And then I found another course because I'm so interested in, and I think I'll be doing this until the day I die. Yeah. because there's just so much information all the time about this. Yes. And it's constantly evolving. Yeah. So I became a certified health coach in 2010. I studied through integrative nutrition. And that was also, of course, via correspondence, which was really great because I was on the road traveling. And then recently, I just took another course <laughs> that Stanford was offering through Coursera on health. And I just really find that. At the end of the day, I, f- I truly believe that health is wealth. And if we can take care of ourselves and also have a balance, that's really important for us mentally and physically and spiritually. And if we can take care of ourselves and, and give back to ourselves and nourish ourselves, then we can give so much more and be like the full potential that we're meant to be. I feel like deeply that, you know, everyone has their purpose and it's about really finding that and fulfilling that purpose. And you can do that to the best of your ability when you take care of yourself. You know, I think that's important to talk about because I know, I mean, I'm a hundred percent guilty of it and I don't do self-care. There's some kind of like guilt about it or some kind of I'm last kind of feeling. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's not on purpose. It's just, it's just what I do. And I think I've always done. And before I had my kids, my job was first, right? And then yeah. it was like, all of a sudden, I'd be going three months without a day off or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and listen, I got very sick, you know? And I I think it wasn't until that point where I was like, okay, snap out of it, get it together, because your body's telling you, you know, this isn't okay. And I think when I look at you, it's sort of like, you do work your ass off. You are this hands-on mom. And you have a huge business and at businesses and books and all these things. And, but I think it's important how you're saying, I think instinctually women feel guilty when they put themselves first, right? Especially mothers, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I still struggle with it. Like I wake up at 5am so I can make sure I do those things mm-hmm. for myself, yep. fill my cup before yeah. I fill the other kids' cup. Yep. So, so that's why... And then I'm like, I book my meetings and everything around like dropping them to school. And you always feel like you can give more as a parent. And of course we can, but I also think there's also value in your children understanding that work is a natural part of life. And that's like, I learned my work ethic from my parents. And if if my mom was a, you know, stay-at-home mom, maybe I wouldn't have learned that like to the extent that I have and I do think it's a balance but I and I have a lot more balance than what my mother had that's for sure but she didn't really have a choice right of course you know you said you were a tomboy growing up which is so funny and then you had your first son and then you had a second son and you had a third son third son and you know people I think always assumed that I would have girls, obviously there is no assumption or that I would want girls. And of course I did. And and now I just have such an ongoing love affair with my boys as as you do. But I think you kind of always knew that you'd have boys or felt that you ha- would have boys or wanted to have boys. 
obviously you want whatever's healthy, but in, in your, I do remember you saying to me, I knew I'd be a boy mom, which is so interesting. Now a word from our sponsor, Genesis. I'm sure my friends at this point are like, okay, Rachel, we get it. You love your car. You're really excited. But seriously, I cannot stop talking about Genesis and their all new G90 luxury sedan. It is the flagship vehicle of the Genesis line. And honestly, I can't actually explain to you how much I love this car. This car is more than a car. It's actually a vehicle that actually has a mood curator. How many of us actually need to curate our moods? I actually know that in my family alone, everybody's in a different mood all the time. I'm always in the same mood, but you know, Roger's pretty moody. Not to get confused with my curator, but inside the car, you get four settings, four different settings, which actually engage your senses, but automatically setting like the music, your lighting, and actually the fragrance inside the cabin of the car. So it honestly feels like a spot every time you get in. And sometimes I actually just want to get in, close the door and hide. Some days I'll just put on my mood lighting and go for a long, beautiful drive in LA. And with the touch of a button, the easy closed door make getting in the car so, so easy. Plus, it has standard front row power massage seats, available rear power seats with massage function. My kids actually don't want to get out of the car, which is actually a little challenging because they need to go to school. The Genesis G90 is for those who are making their mark on the world and want to enjoy the most luxurious amenities while they do it. Check out Genesis.com for more information on the all-new Genesis G90. It's kind of bizarre because when I was a little girl, I would be like, I remember saying to myself like, oh, I'm going to have a child when I'm 27. I'm going to have a child when I'm 27. It's weird that I would think that, like, how would I know? And I actually had flown when I was 27. But what was bizarre, on my 27th birthday, I was talking to my friend and saying, how weird. Like, ever since I was little, I was had this weird thing in my mind that I would have my first child when I was 27 and now I'm 27 and look, I mean, I don't really know if I'm really, you know, I'm not really sure because that's not happening right now. And then I found out two weeks later I was pregnant. Stop. And then I always in my heart was like, I'm going to have three boys. Like that's what I knew. Like I just had intuitively felt that. That's crazy. And I have three boys. It's the, cra- that is the craziest. But I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was a boy or a girl. No, just, of course. You just knew I that. I would love them all the same. And just having healthy children is such a blessing. But it's just wild that I had this feeling since I was little that I would have three boys and that my first child would be when I was 27. So here we it's are. It's insane. And, and I think simultaneously around the same time um, that you had your first child, is that when you launched Cora? Yeah, so I launched Cora before I had Flynn. So 2006 was my concept and my idea to launch Certified Organic Skincare. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and just saying, like, you know, we've cleaned up everything that we're, like, we're eating organic. Yeah. We put the products at home, like, as yeah. I was talking about with my mom being sick. And I haven't been able to find anything that was actually certified organic in the skincare space. And she introduced me to a chemist that was making certified organic essential oils. And 
then she put me in touch with her chemist and we started this conversation and I said, do you think it would be power, like, do you think it would be possible to create powerful, you know, results driven products that are certified organic? And they were like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, well, why isn't anyone really doing that? Yeah. And she said, well, it's quite a lot of, like, it's a big commitment. Yeah. And there's no real cutting corners when you're actually certified organic because right. you, everything that you do um, is underneath um, EcoCert Cosmos, yeah. which is strict world certification. But I didn't want it to be any other way, especially when I was reading and learning all about this stuff that there were hidden ingredients in products. And I was like, I just want it to be the most pure and the most potent that it can be. And um, and then she was like, let's create some samples. And so I launched in Australia in 2009 and then I had Flynn in 2011. But what's interesting is at first it was like a passion project, like yeah. passion project for me. Yeah. Um, having core organics and then it wasn't until 2017 that I decided to kind of step back away more from modeling and focus on Cora because my it was Evan that had said to me he's like why are you running around like doing all this stuff for everyone else when you have your own business with an amazing product and I said yeah I do but at the same time everything else that I'm doing is paying like is paying me and affording mm-hmm. me the luxury to have my own business because yep. I'm investing all that money that I'm making into my own business, right. you know, and, um, spoken like and a true so, entrepreneur. Yes. And so <laughs> to this day, I haven't taken a cent out of Cora. I put all the money back in and I own 95% of the company. Oh my God. And, um, it's really my, I put my whole heart and soul into creating these products that are clinically active and healthy for you and give you the results you need. So it's yeah. it's really unbelievable because I it's funny I was right before we got on I was thinking when did she start Cora it's weird because yeah. I I remembered my first Cora products right it was just a few it was maybe yeah. like three or five products maybe and I loved it I actually loved it immediately and it was right when I had Sky and like 2011 ish I remember and I I only wanted to use clean right. And it's so funny because I remember when I got pregnant and I said, wow, this is like a detox for me being pregnant because until I was pregnant, I didn't think about myself, like sort of what am I putting on my body? What am I putting in my body? And then all of a sudden I became maniacal about, oh, no, 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 nothing with a chemical is coming near me, nothing. I won't drink diet soda. I won't have aspartame. Like, And by the way, I've never gone back. I've I've stayed that way, never gone back. But I remember loving the products and I remember going, thank God she's doing this. And same thing as you. I was like, why isn't anyone else doing this? This is so weird. And (laughs) it is very expensive. And I do think that, you know, listen, the same thing applies to what we eat, right? Organic food is so much more. And but but in all fairness, the process of keeping things organic is very expensive and very meticulous and very hard. And again, Miranda's in no way paying me or asking me to be an advocate for Cora. I just want to make that clear that it is it's so good. And and I just started using all the bath products that are so good. Yeah. It is extraordinary. It's actually incredible. Every last product and it works. I can't say you're going to look like Miranda after, but I must say though, my skin has improved <laughs> after all these years. My skin looks better now than what it did 
It's insane. And I cannot believe how much you've done with it. I've Because I've seen it. It's funny. I'm like, when did it start? But wait a minute. Now it's just like exploding. And I feel like there's just so many, so many incredible products. And I think for me, I want to know sort of, I mean, you obviously always wanted to work. You obviously have an incredible work ethic. But like, what, when you were younger, were you like, I'm going to be in business. I'm going to be a dancer. I'm going to be a gymnast. Or was there just like, do you take, do you take your life as it comes or do you really plan it? Because you just said that you have color-coded schedules, which is amazing, by the way. Well, now having children, I have to plan as much as I can. It's true. But before that, I just really was like living my life, taking the opportunity to travel and meet interesting people. Really, I was absorbing a lot, like from meeting different CEOs that Mm -hmm. I would work with when I was, you know, being an ambassador for their brands to them about how they built their business, um, learning so much from everyone that I was meeting and being exposed as well to so many incredibly creative people, talented people um, in the industry. It was quite a big learning lesson, not to mention the different products that were applied to my skin to give me like... on the ground knowledge of what... (laughs) So now when... I work with our chemists who I feel so blessed to work with some of the best chemists in the world. When we go back and forth with the products, I like test and try everything on my skin because I've had so much experience in the industry, knowing what works really well underneath makeup, like what absorbs into your skin and how it like melts and how it looks under makeup and how it gives you a skin that glow. It was just incredible to actually create these products with the chemists who specialize in this, but then with my background in the industry, it was like really a uh, great combination from my experience and obviously their knowledge of the science and how it all can be formulated in a way that's so effective. It's it's just been incredible to create. Like we were the first people to create the first certified organic vitamin C serum in the world. The thing about being a pioneer in anything, having lived a bit of life and, and work, I, you know, a lot of times people go, oh, you were the first this, or you were the first that. And I'm like, right. Yeah. But sometimes you don't even realize. You don't. And I think there's also like pros and cons to being the first in anything, right? Like you're the, what's the word? You're like the, um, the test, right? So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know the ups and downs firsthand and they happen to you first. And I think being an an entrepreneur, I think definitely a common thread in speaking to some amazing entrepreneurs is, you know, the highs are high and the lows are low and they're scary, right? To you, what's the most important things that help you kind of be such a successful entrepreneur? Well, I really feel like there are a few things, definitely like balancing my life as much as I can. Mm -hmm which is just like a daily kind of yeah. struggle. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but trying to make sure that I stay on top of things like, you know, trying to get as much sleep and then make plans, but then have flexibility around those plans. I say to my team that it's important for us to be like a willow tree. And what's ironic is I used to climb a willow tree as a kid. Of course. But in the <laughs> storm, the willow tree, it's the one that goes like kind of with the storm. It doesn't like the oak tree is so rigid in its thinking that it breaks. 
So it's really important to have flexibility, I've found, um, flexibility in the mind, flexibility in my spine, uh, goes back to a tool that's helped me so much is yoga. Even like this morning with the kids and I had them both, um, I was getting heart ready for school and then Miles has an ear infection. So Mm -hmm. I just had them both together in the playroom and I was like, you know what, I actually just need like five minutes of like, a yoga little stretch so mm-hmm. they were playing and I knew we were running late on time but right. at the same time I was like I just need to like move through this because Miles was up you know a yep. little bit at night yep. I didn't get much sleep I knew I have a back-to-back day so I just put it on and then after I did a few like I've got this little app on my phone which sometimes can help me because that way you switch off the mind because yeah. I can do it with my eyes closed but it's like without being guided but having this app helps me kind of so I can really switch off and just follow the app. And I did that for like five, you know, minutes and the music was playing. And then I was like, okay, now we're good. Let's go. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. It's like a force, like timeout, right? Yeah. I just like close the door. They're in there and they're in their room and I'm in the room with them and they're playing and I'm like, have the yoga on. And I just kind of close my eyes and focus in there do my like upward dog, downward dog, you know, and then I just felt better. And sometimes we think, oh, we don't have time for this and whatnot. But for me, when I actually do that, I feel like I'm a better mom. And I often will say to the kids, mommy's just going to do this for five minutes. And then, you know, mommy's going to feel like much happier Uh and you're a better mommy if you just let mommy do this for five minutes. Okay. And then they just play their toys, whatever. That's incredible. So yeah, having, um, that flexibility, the flexible mind, flexible spine, and also having that attitude of gratitude. Like we all have tough days. Being human is it's inevitable to have many challenges along the way, but that's what makes us so much more. And that's what encourages growth. The challenging times um, really bring about and like kind of break through parts of ourselves and bring it to light. So it's if we can surrender and, have gratitude for the positives and the negatives and realize that they're all learning lessons and, you know, and just trying to take it day by day, but kind of having a plan, so to speak. And I put everything in the calendar and the reason I do that and I try not to look at like, I'll do like a once a week, I'll, I'll set out the calendar mm-hmm. for the week. And then I try not to look at it until the night before. Me too. That helps me. Yep. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, well, tomorrow it's just this. And then, and then you take it day by day and you enjoy it, but you have that plan for the week that you don't. And then, you know, as I said, you have to have flexibility within those plans. Things don't always happen the way that you want them to or expect them to. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, that's such good learnings. I think all around, because I think flexibility is something that we don't instinctually have. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think actually quite the opposite when you're a working parent, because you're just like, this has to happen this time, this has to happen this time, this has to. And I have friends that get very frazzled when that changes and the whole, it's like an earthquake happens, you know? And I have found to your point that looking at my life the night before is so helpful and not in the week and not in the month, because then all of a sudden you feel like a tsunami is going over your head. Yeah. Like, oh my God, <laughs> no. 
which is why it's like important to spend like like to to have the planning like have the the moment yeah. where you plan for that week yeah. you plan for that you know sometimes i plan for two weeks or i plan for the month depending yeah. on how much time i have that week but then within that you know you don't have to look at it once you know you've planned it out you don't have to look at it again until the night before so then you feel like okay just like one step at a time okay so have you ever had a moment where you just were like i'm done like i quit like either with modeling or just your entrepreneurial life doing a million and one th- have you ever just gone you know what this week has sucked like <laughs> or that like have you ever gotten to a point where you're like okay, no, I, I need to just stop right now because I can't do this anymore. I'm over it. I've had enough, like, I don't want to say fails because life isn't fail because I do think everything, you walk away stronger. Um, but but have you ever had that feeling about in, in any part of your career? I've definitely felt sometimes, especially with my business, it does take a lot because I put my whole heart into mm-hmm. creating these products and I do it with, like how my mom mm-hmm. said, um, a thousand percent, you know, give it your all or don't bother doing it. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, sometimes I feel pulled because I want to give it my all, but I really want to, because of my childhood, I want to make sure that I'm there for my children sure. because I know how important that is to, you know, to be there for them. And so there's definitely been moments where I'm like, ah, oh, what am I doing this for? I should just mm-hmm. sell my company. Uh-huh. I just want to be a mom. And like, I'll get teary thinking about it, Same. but like, so I'm like, often I'm like, ah, oh, and I'll say to my husband, I'm like, I should just sell Cora. What am I doing this for? And he's mm-hmm. like, honey, listen, like the kids are at school now. So like, yeah. there's, there's a little more time, sure. you know, you're not like breastfeeding anymore. Yeah. So like, that's one thing. Yep. And at the same time, it is important that they see that we, both my, my husband and I are following our passions. Mm-hmm. We both have our own companies. And I'm doing something that I feel is giving back to people. Yeah. It's helping people in a healthy way, mm-hmm. get the results that they need for their skin. And I feel like not only that, like there's a whole mind, body, spirit thing with Cora, which is kind of like clinically active, mm-hmm. results driven, certified organic skincare. But at the same time, the products I hope will inspire positivity um, and really help people feel uplifted when they're using the products because like after you've cleansed, cleansed your makeup at the end of the day, you are like having a peacemaking process and like cleansing your spirit and cleansing your skin. It's those little rituals that I try to encourage with every single product. And every little product has its story like that. You know that I'm changing my whole life when I hang up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally changing my whole life. I need to start doing yoga. I'm using <laughs> her products, hoping it's going to like morph me into Miranda, <laughs> but Okay, my last question for you, because I could talk to you all day, but my last question, what's the dream for you? Meaning you're already living it clearly in in so many ways, but like, it's weird. I don't have a hard time answering it. And sometimes I do. It's a simple question, but also sort of complicated. Well, I would love to hand Cora Organics down to my three boys, kind of like, I think Estee Lauder handed yeah. her company down yeah. to yep. her, her boys. 100%. Um, you know, my dream is that Core Organics does become a household name to give people these healthy options that really provide them with these powerful products that are super effective. I just feel like these products have like an energy of their own. And 
I'm like a vessel that like it's <laughs> you are a vessel. You are a vessel. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I when I was pregnant with my kids, Roger's like, You're yeah. like a vessel. You're a vessel. <laughs> yeah. What about and, what about Cora Wellness Spas? That would be amazing. Because I'm seeing know. that. I'm I'm really seeing that. I'm seeing like I'm seeing like traveling to some exotic place and going to a Cora Wellness Spa or just in LA. <laughs> I mean, that would be a dream, but that's the thing. It requires so See, much I'm creating your dream. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It's just like I've I've built this company from my own, like, blood, sweat, and tears, uh-huh. and I've, I've tried to maintain that um, because I don't want anyone to come in and dilute my vision yeah. or I, I my hear passion. You. And so the wellness bar sound great, but that's, like, a lot of it extra is. money that it I have is. to get. So I have to, like grow the company and then hopefully from the returns from that I could do a spa one day or see everybody Miranda speaking real life (laughs) real time entrepreneurial challenges because because these are the things you can't just go and open a spa it's a whole other thing but I love you I adore you I love that you live what you preach you believe in it you look it and you speak it. And for me, I mean, doing climbing in heels is really about highlighting incredible women that have had different journeys to the top. And I mean, you know, you're at the top in so many ways, but I think also have really been a pioneer in an industry that's really, it's so saturated now, but I think that you started with a mission that was like no one else's and just keep succeeding at it. So first, Dang. thank you for doing that, A. And B, I think so many so many people want to follow that. And I think that's a great thing too, because um, what do they say? Imitation is best form of flattery, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you. Have the most beautiful day and kiss those babies for me. I will. And say hi to Evan. I will. Bye. Bye, Angel. Okay, guys, it's that time of the week where I answer your Ask Rachel questions. Okay, so this week, very funny question, actually. These questions are really, really funny. Would you ever cut or color your hair to change up your look? And the answer is um, probably not. (laughs) Um, I'm contemplating bangs, and, you know, I think that's about as adventurous as I get. My hair tends to get longer rather than shorter. Um, Maybe I'll cut a layer here and there. Maybe I'll cut bangs. That would be very drastic. I've done that a handful of times over the last several years because it is a pretty drastic change when I do like a long bang. Um, But honestly, I would say it's the thing I'm least adventurous about and I own that. I'm not proud of it. but my hair really is a security blanket for me. And it's something that I really hide behind when I can't deal with anything. And um, I had a bob once when I was 13. And I think it traumatized me for life. And I never did it again. So I think for now, I'm sticking to blonde, never-ending, long, unruly hair. Okay, who is my fashion muse? Um, I mean, I have several fashion muses, you know, from several decades, honestly. Predominantly, I would say that Brigitte Bardot or Jane Birkin, um, I would say they're probably my 
biggest fashion muses when I think about them. Um, you know, I, I just, that's who I imagine in my mind, like Brigitte Bardot and Caftans frolicking in the south of France. That's kind of my summer vibe. And then I think, you know, hats, black kind of like, you know, tuxedo jackets and big blonde hair and smoky eyeliner. And, you know, I think that's just subconsciously my vibe, you know. Okay, so don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. Ask me anything. Don't be shy. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. What an incredible conversation. You know, the hardest thing for me about doing a podcast is that, you know, most of the time you guys can't see the person that I'm talking to. And Miranda is like beyond strikingly beautiful. She is the kindest. She is the sweetest, hardest working, hands-on mom. And, you know, I use the term, I started saying the term superwoman probably about 10 years ago when I found that I was just surrounded by just so many badass women that were doing so many things. But I think when I talk to someone that I know personally and just start to learn a lot about how they grew up, and I think it's very clear that Miranda took her work ethic from her parents, um, the importance of being a hands-on mother, all while building a company, I think we'll learn as we listen to, to these women that being an entrepreneur is really great when it's great and really bad when it's bad. Highs are high and lows are low. And I just love learning even more about Miranda and, you know, what she dreams to do in the future, how much Cora means to her on a personal level, on a wellness level, how much she believes in it, but how much she really lives her passion. And I think one of the things that I hope to really teach women that are listening to this podcast and men that building your own career and your business around your passion is incredible because you care so deeply about it. And, you know, you really treat it like a child. You know, you love it so much. You put your blood, sweat and tears to it. And that really never ends. Even if you exit and you sell the business, you still will love it, care about it and nurture it, honestly, for life and, and feel the pains of it for life. I learned a lot from Miranda. I hope you did too. Thank you so much for listening to Climbing in Heels. And please don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcast because, you know, I read each one and I love to hear it. Um, and it keeps me wanting to do this over and over. So while you're at it, follow me at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and of course, all things curatorial. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.